friends, I am Marge, your host, and welcome back to the second season of Just Checking In. As always, this is a podcast capturing human connections, authentic conversations, really despite the gaps that we have in locations and time zones. I am so excited to connect with more folks and open up the dialogue of just how we experience life in different lenses. But before that, I'd like to thank everyone who warmly received the first season. It has been nourishing to hear that many resonates with our previous guests and I think that's the whole point, right? Like we are mirrors of each other and getting our voices out there mobilize what needs to be reflected on or acted upon on, which is why I'm so stoked to get on with the second season, obviously, because this time around with another pool of diverse and just great human beings in general who we are opening up and exploring narratives of our identities, our race, our relationship to homeland and mental health. And, and there's so much more. Of course, this also wouldn't be possible if not for our show sponsor. That's right. We have Yellow Ranger as our show sponsor for this season. Yellow Ranger is a platform, a community, a safe space for Asian Americans to air it all out. This is founded in 2016 by a New York-based designer and also a host of a great podcast. He had me at Yellow, my dearest friend Lauren. They post and blog about culture, social justice issues, which I think is so fitting for what we have here. But if you're looking for more resources, Yellow Ranger is one of the many supportive spaces out there. So check them out. They're in Instagram at Yellow Ranger. That is Y-L-W-R-N-G-R and their website, yellowranger.com. For our first episode, I checked in with a fellow Filipina, Melissa, who I think I met virtually a couple years ago, I would say. She lives in the States, and I'm so curious and drawn to all the ancestral work she's doing, at least seeing it from my lens, you know, as, as the Filipina who lives here in the Philippines. So let's go ahead and check in with her. How are you? How are you been? Oh, I'm doing so well. I'm just really happy and excited to be with you and to like create together like this. It's so cool and really proud of you. Feeling really proud of you. I'm really happy that you actually, you know, accommodated this because it's been a while. And I know it's super weird because like our relationship is solely based, you know, like internet. And I think we've only had maybe like two calls, two or three or something that really did talk to each other. And I really did felt connected to you. And I'm just like always admiring you from your post from afar and just like looking through um, the updates there. So I'd be really happy to hear from you what's really been going on. First of all, belated happy birthday. Thank you so much. Oh my God. I feel like I've been celebrating for like the whole month because I Last year, I mean, obviously, it was one of many quarantine birthdays. And this year, I was like, I'm just going to celebrate, like, keep celebrating life, you know, yeah. we're here and alive. So I feel grateful. Thank you. What's your zodiac then? It's a Taurus. Oh, yeah. 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 What um, are you? I'm a Gemini. <gasps> oh, my God. Yeah. I'm- why do you say it with like a little hesitation? No, I don't know. Because every time I say it to people, everyone would always just like, ah, oh, another Gemini. I don't even know what they mean by that. 
I'm like, okay. You're like, awesome. Yeah. And I can, I just like want to start it off, I guess, if you could introduce yourself to us. Yes. Okay. So I am Mel, a meditation guide and spiritual coach. My coaching business is a certain softness and I focus on helping BIPOC reclaim their power through returning to their roots or remembering their roots. Mm. So it feels like that's where the bulk of my work is these days. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So follow up question. I know yeah. that, this is like actually one of the like smoothest answer. Cause like every time I ask like speakers, I'm like, oh, introduce yourself briefly, however you want it. And they're like, yeah. mm, okay, like that's a hard question. But like you're the probably like one of the few who just like answered it smoothly but I do want to ask because that's a lot more of like what you do and you know like which is great but I wanted to ask like who if you can introduce yourself with that it is not attached to your work who is Mel? I love that thank you for opening that up I am learning I am a human being I am I am learning and I am teaching and I think I'm just being present with all of the complexities that are happening in this moment <laughs> collectively and yeah. Yeah. Was that a hard one? You were just like that one. You, you were like still I like you speak so calmly, but then, <laughs> like, but then I was like, is she having a hard time answering that question? Yeah, I was like, hmm. Cause there's just so much to say and also so little, you know, like I'm just I'm just me. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I don't know. Like um Rob Coco like film like yeah. that. Being me. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. I'm learning, and you know, like that. Like I think everyone in this pandemic really, you know, had us do like some inner reflection. But yeah, Mel and I, we met because I remember I was in a place where I needed support on some stuff. But we're not gonna talk about that. <laughs> we're not gonna talk about myself. And yeah, I mean, I did ask you. I wanted to check in with you. I know I did ask you already earlier. How are you? But kind of just like letting us in a little bit more. I guess like what's been on your mind and your heart lately. Yeah, there has been a lot going on politically in the U.S. And then just, that, I feel like that has been taking up a lot of my mental space and even like emotional capacity these days where it's like learning to balance, like, yes, I want to be present for all that's happening and to grieve um, the deaths, the unjust deaths that are currently happening and I also learning that not to become like numb to my joy and that with grief I can also celebrate my own life as well and really learning that two things can be true at once like I can be really sad and I can also celebrate life as well 
Yeah, that's great. I feel like, okay, this is perfect because like I am in the same, you know, kind of like space too, like having things coexist with one another. And I feel like that has been the last time that we caught up with each other. I know like I was also kind of beginning, you know, with my healing and stuff like that, but it's definitely a lesson that I have kind of reflected on too and learned that, oh yeah, like I can be both sad and happy and grief all at once about all these things and yeah so I was just like you know you telling me about that felt like it was like mirroring each other yeah and speaking of mirroring each other the very reason that I remember connecting to you and also you know coming back to inviting you here is because how much I yeah like I felt mirrored when I got connected to you first because of the work that you do that is solely focused on softness and you know like I I mean even just like talking to you now like makes because I'm always just like and then my previous guest speakers I'm like hype and like this and then like now talking to him like always like calming down <laughs> like like energy is just like you know like that but yeah. I love that yeah. that because I already told you this before but for the longest years of my life it has always just been like not on that part like you know the mm-hmm. softer side of me you know like that side and I'm experiencing her now and it's like this is the best I felt after a long time and so I do want to like you know thank you for that whenever you just like I see just like your post and how graceful like you are and with your photos with um you know you like dancing like I do that as a practice too and so yeah you should have you know and that and I just like also wanted to tell you that that has been your impact on my life too and a lot of it too besides the whole like work that you do is you are a Filipina and I love it when I just like (laughs) when I just like meet another sister from somewhere else but I have always been curious about the you know the disparity the gaps and the similarities that we have as you live in the state assuming we're up there but we could talk more about that and me being born and raised here and anyway I'll let you talk and tap more on your identity you know as a Filipina I'm very curious I've always been someone before who kind of bat an eye on like Filipina Americans because it's always been like you know for us here yeah, for us here, when we get, you know, Filipino Americans, Phil Am, some visits here, and like all they talk about when they go back is, I don't know, I guess like, you know, like the typical like I guess like poverty porn you know like that kind of stuff or if not that then it's like just like the surface level stuff like superficial like oh we love like street food or this and that but then I guess like someone who lives here and who is who lives like closely and grew up you to like you know um homeless folks and you know like street settlers and all these things sometimes it's it's just hard especially when it's like a celebrity speaking about Philippines or like you know they're philams and they don't address what's really happening here and so like i had that judgment right of like oh yeah like that's all they know about and then what and then what are right. what are they gonna do like that's what they take pride on and then what you know <laughs> so, that yeah. is so valid and i feel that power in you like i'm so like i feel so fired up like 
right now, like listening to it. (laughs) Yeah. Continue. Yeah. I mean, like, it's great because I'm literally talking, you know, to like one, you know, like one of them, like before I would not even, I guess, accommodate that conversation with a Filipino American because it's always like, "Eh, no, like, you know, we're we're not getting somewhere here and stuff like that. But I do want to now, you know, I'm more in a place of understanding and really like opening my mind up of how like I can see now, like how different, but so alike, you know, like Mm -hmm. everyone is. And just like what we talked about earlier, things can coexist, right? Like all at once, like it all (laughs) connects with everything. So yeah, that's something that I would love for you to share with me. I would love to learn more about and you can start with, I guess, um, telling us about your family story. Yeah. Hmm. So my family came here. Uh, My uncle was the first one to come here to California and then my mom followed him and they were living in Baldwin Park, California. And my mom was here alone for many, many years until she brought my dad over. So she essentially was the bread. Well, she was the breadwinner. She's the matriarch. She's the one who's like making the decisions for the family and brought really hard to get my brother and my dad here. And so my brother was born in the Philippines. My sisters, I have one older sister and a younger sister, and then we have our older brother. So the sisters were all born here. And so again, we can see maybe the differences even in the way that we grew up differently from my brother when he was 12 years old when he arrived here and so I think there was I can't speak for him but I could predict obviously there was resentment because he we had such an easy life like in California and like compared to the struggles that he went through with my dad and that I am still uncovering. (laughs) So, and that will slowly unfold in their own time, you know? And so, yeah, I've always been raised in, uh, like immersed in the Filipino culture at home. Mm -hmm. And then in my community, it was was dominantly black and brown community, but I didn't know who I was in the community sense. So, it was primarily like Latinx community that I was around. And so to them, like I looked Chinese, <laughs> you know, so I really didn't know what I was <laughs> or anything. And so that was a little confusing. But when I came home, it felt like I always knew who I was because the food was Filipino. My Lola, she kind of helped raise us. And so as much as I missed her, I'm... I'm really like remembering her presence from the other side. Yeah, I think just living in an intergenerational household was like, was a really powerful experience for me to have like this elderly presence, which maybe when I was younger, I didn't really appreciate as much as I could or should have. But I really, my Lola has been such an inspiration in my work today where I'm really just wanting to celebrate like her strength and and honor her yeah and so 
I kind of went off on a tangent, but does that answer the question? Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, I was wondering, so, okay, so start with your uncle and then your mom and all that stuff. So you did answer it. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, because you said, you know, growing up, you were confused with the community and stuff, but you always felt like home when you come back literally home. Um, I Can you share a little bit more about like, what was your home like? What does mm. what did it look like? How did it feel? What were the things that you were doing or you know you were practicing and that felt home to you? Yeah. Home was just always like filled with a lot of people. So obviously I have a lot of siblings, you know, and so it was just always full of life. It wasn't always good, you know, because I wouldn't say we were poor, but money was definitely an issue. And so that would come up with my parents a lot which would it would be really hard to just be there you know what I mean just like I think that's what happens in when there are financial hardships in the family it just really like causes rifts between like the parents and then between like the family dynamics so although I was really really happy like with like having like this big family and like I had cousins that were living really close by like down the street, all in the neighborhood, and they would always be over too. So I remember all of that good stuff. And I remember being outside a lot. And now that I'm like thinking of it, so I used to feel like so connected to nature as a kid and Hmm. being outside and feeling the energy. And I think as an adult, I lost that. And now that I'm doing like a little bit more ancestral healing and learning that like animism is one of like the Filipino indigenous like spiritual practices of just really connecting to the earth and nature like the natural living world as um, our relatives and they are seen as sacred and so like when I look back on my childhood I just see the connections and even though I was born separated from the Philippines there was still something in me that maybe like my body remembered but my child mind could not grasp at that time you know yeah yeah Yeah. that's yeah and it's you know like it's all coming up for you now and it you know it's also something that you're really um embracing and like really delving deep into so that's wonderful I was wondering when was the time that you kind of like had a I guess like a better understanding that you were Filipino and Mm. but you were not in your homeland oh oh my gosh Marge I think that was very very recently like maybe okay so in 2017 my parents so growing up I had like friends maybe like distant acquaintances that were like their parents would always go back home to the Philippines like every year right but my parents just did not do that they hadn't gone home for a very very long time and so therefore we didn't go home right like we didn't have the money to just fly back and forth Mm -hmm. and I didn't know that oh my homeland is not here and so only in 2017 where I visited the Philippines with my mom and it was just me my mom and my cousin and I actually had a choice between a trip to Japan with my two sisters and my cousin and a trip to the Philippines with my mom and my other cousin and I was like I don't know 
everyone's like hyping up Japan, but like I really feel called to like go to the Philippines with my mom, like while she's here also, and to meet my family. And yeah, I think that's where it started. Not the actual trip, but just like, oh, like I want to go to the Philippines. Whereas my other friends, even my sisters at the time, my sisters are on their own decolonization process now, but they kind of didn't understand why I chose to go to the Philippines because in their eyes, it wouldn't have been as fun as Japan, you know? And so I think that too speaks like volumes on like how I even saw the Philippines like as a kid, you know? And so, yeah, when I visited, oh my gosh, I was greeted by my family. They didn't know who I, or I guess I didn't know who they were, but I just felt so connected to them already. Like we were just laughing and making jokes and it was just a huge house of all of our relatives in there, like waiting for us to arrive. And I instantly felt like, wow, these people really are my blood. Like I, I don't know them, but like, I feel so deeply, deeply connected to them already. And I was received with so much love. And then we went to like Barakai, like the tourist spots after we spent a week in my mom's hometown. And it didn't feel like it was cool but it didn't feel as fun as I thought it would because I was like whoa like that time with my family was just like more than I expected you know and tourism it felt good see like the disparity Mm. (laughs) (laughs) and I, I just felt like so much authenticity when I was with my family you know and yeah and I haven't been able to visit since and that makes me really sad <laughs> as soon as we are able I'm like hoping to I have like I see visions I haven't told many people about this yet but, but something is like calling me back home I don't know in what capacity yet or even how or when but there's a part of me that's like really longing <laughs> for that you know <laughs> yeah you'll fit just right in I mean <laughs> oh my god I'm like oh I'm just like gonna be that Filipino American girl who's just like cringeworthy, you know, like, <laughs> so I'm just like, I'm already bracing for that, like, who's just romanticizing the Philippines. So I'm like, okay, I want to get back to reality, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We already have a lot of those here. So really? I hope that, you know, like you, you don't join that club. Um. Okay. I'm like, I'll be with you to like help keep me grounded and, <laughs> like immerse you and like you know like this is really what it is like (laughs) right yeah um thank you for sharing I do have a lot you know there's a lot of things that you mentioned uh, you know with your trip um and experiencing Philippines that I really am curious about so 2017 that was your first and last trip Mm, yeah wow that's okay Okay, that's yeah, interesting. I was thinking because like your sister, I know you can't speak for your sisters, but you also did, you know, like you said, like the perception that you had for the Philippines and stuff like that. What was that about? Like, what was that mm. like, you know, what was holding back from like, oh, like, I, I mean, yes, Japan, yeah. Yeah, take me to Japan, right? <laughs> but, right. But, like, yeah. <laughs> but it that? is weird, right? That I'm like, oh, like, yeah. So thank you for asking that because I wanted to go deeper into that, but I was like, I'll wait. So I feel like that's like such a loaded question because the idea that 
I had of the Philippines, my mom had what I'm realizing now and am able to articulate is she is really, really colonized and I love her so much, you know, but it's the reality of our history, right? Is we are colonized children. And so now that I'm in my own decolonization process, I'm realizing how ingrained it has been in my family line and obviously still in me. And so seeing the Philippines as a country that she had to run away from to escape poverty. And so she didn't really have great memories of the Philippines. And she kind of passed that down as she would describe the Philippines. Like she was really poor. Um, she like, I wouldn't like it there. Like, and that I'm so, I think the, the immigrant parent mentality, like is like, you should be grateful that you're in America because it's so much worse in like home, whatever their homeland is because they left for a reason, you know? And so it was really hard to love a country where my mom herself like doesn't love, you know? And then in hindsight on my own decolonization journey, like I see why she loves America so much. And that's the intention of like white supremacy and colonization, right? And so I can't blame her, but yeah, it, it was the picture that she depicted never had positive like memories, mm. you know? So that was, yeah, it was hard. I think my sister and I watched like a, an indigenous Filipino movie like on the opening night. And then my mom, we were explaining to her like how amazing it was and how we want to go back to the Philippines. And, and she was like, why? Like, she was just like, why do you want to do that? Like, I brought you here because like it, it was so hard there, you know? And actually, that's a whole another thing, too, because as I ask her to open up and share like positive stories about her homeland, like I see her like softening and like, like opening her heart and feeling like, wow, that actually wasn't bad. Like there were good memories there, too, you know, and I think in my ancestral healing journey, it has been a way for us to connect so much deeper and for me to appreciate like where she came from. And I think she's starting to appreciate where she comes from too, yeah. because she sees that I'm like, wow, you know? <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I, I feel like, you know, we're like just observing you and your sisters. Like I know that the work of your sisters too. It's, I don't know, like it's nice. I feel like you all are in the same page of, you know, kind of like learning more into colonizing and then learning like, all at once and you know there's yeah. nothing more you know greater than just having that supported community to, to experience that and not be alone in that process mm -hmm. let alone it's your family so yeah. thank you for sharing that I honestly like I agree you know like the part with your mom that is like it's hard you know to I guess like build a life here especially with work mm -hmm. it's still to this day it's still mm -hmm. it the whole Filipino wanting to go abroad for the you know better life and stuff like that and I think it, like because I I was once like that yeah. yes so my grandparents actually left you know their family which is my mother and their family like for almost like you know um, a huge part of their life to work in the states and then the next one that I know that a lot of my families are actually in the states in my mom's mm -hmm. side but like in our family 
Lee family, my sister was the first one who left for Singapore after a few years after college. And now she has, you know, a great life there. It's like her second home as well. We, We go there a lot of times. And after college too, I had that mindset. I was like, there is no way I will thrive here or, you know, like I will make a good career here, especially I was, you know, film graduate, you know, arts, media industry. It's, I was like seeing all of that, right? Like while I was in school and doing internship. And Mm -hmm. so right after that, even if I did have, I was a producer for TV for a couple of years and it was like really hard. So like the thing here, like up until to this day, working environment here really is not the best um, ideal setup. And so I definitely see and understand that part of those who, you know, Filipinos who go out abroad for like the better life. And we're literally talking like better money here because like here you could, I could be, you know, spending years, like 20 plus years for promotions and stuff, but it's really, it's a hard one. <laughs> you know, like the career that I've built for myself right now as a solo entrepreneur in business to do my own business, like I would probably get the income that I'm making right now, like maybe if if I stayed in a day job here, if I'm like at 50 already, and that's not even guaranteed. Like that's, yeah. you know, if you're not in that top like hierarchy, like you really have to work here. So it's really wow. sad. It's really hard, but that's just the, you know, like that's the reality that needs to be, I guess, like accepted. And then like, you know, people are also trying to, um, you know, like work on the systems and how to also empower yeah. themselves. So that part, yes, I very much hear that. And what's funny and interesting is also the pandemic really did ground me into coming back to my hometown and my homeland. And also, you know, like I was born and raised here, right? Like in hindsight, it should be like, I shouldn't have, you know, I shouldn't even like decolonize myself or I probably don't have like that. Like that was, there was so much denial. I mean, like we were occupied with a lot of, um, people for like years and abroad after that day job that was in Singapore mm-hmm. I had a really um, great opportunity but I met a lot of um, white folks um, mm-hmm. one of my bosses white too I uh, went internship and also like I had a partner who is um, white and mm-hmm. you know I was very much immersed to their family and you know to their community and you know as much as I loved my partner back then like it was I think like that was like the best like the channel which kind of really made me see uh you like oh like I don't belong here you know yeah I had I even had that moment yeah like just even just like you know like their practice I don't know like you know like having lunch and dinner all together like you know sitting at a dinner table I'm like oh yeah like that should be fine because like you know in in Philippine Philippine culture culture food is like a love language so you yeah. everyone enjoys food and stuff but I remember and I hope you don't mind me like also like you know sharing no, I love it thank you so much <laughs> 
because I'm like I don't want to be talking the whole time yeah <laughs> the conversation yeah yeah so you know like there were a lot of moments I was like that's that should be fine spending you know some a week with, with his family um yeah. and I remember like maybe like second or third day you know going out to lunch or dinner um I was like something's not sitting well like you know like ha- being in, in that a table um I don't know it, it didn't feel the same when um I guess like I'm at a table with the, my people yeah 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 even like the whole language right and, and mm-hmm. I know I can I'm very articulate you know with English and stuff like that but there was like that gap of I don't know like of understanding and I guess like you know they're not carrying the same stories that I am carrying and so it, wow. and I am that yeah, I'm the only colored person in that table right so as much as um you know it's like that over explaining of things and yeah like that's so much labor and so then you know I also heard a lot and you know seen a lot of things that how they also perceive the Philippines the Filipinos and it's always like you know those like not so good parts and then I felt like even myself who you know like have this love-hate relationship with the Philippines I became that person who was like no that's it's not like that who was like no like but there's this other parts but there's this other yeah like it's not just that like that's just what you see on tv like that's what what media tells you uh yeah so I think like that was like my journey on kind of like um and then you know it was like and it was was that moment I'm like oh like I'm trying to defend you know like like my identity in my country now which I you know parts of me despise as well and I'm like this means something, you know, like I need to like reflect on all these things. And I felt like the pandemic come, having to really come back home really grounded me on appreciating more of, I guess, like the good things and also having the bad things coexisting with one another. But yeah, making both of that space. And now, you know, like it, it's been what, 25 years? I've turned 25, but I, oh. it's only now that I really felt like it's okay like I'm okay here like I'm okay back home I love that's like that's confidence that's like you know in in just knowing your truth Mm. so so did you go back home first because of the pandemic from Singapore yeah yeah because like my my work was my work was roaming around Southeast Asia so like writing and all these things and even if I was in Asia I tend to work with a lot of white folk even if I was like in Asia and all these things so it was it was like yeah it was hard to find like I guess like that community and balance and I even the pandemic I even wanted to continue that I was like having this Mm -hmm. like I'm gonna be like a digital nomad and you know because I can afford now like live independently and not turn back home or whatever and like you know just continue this because even if there was like those challenges there was also a huge part of like this is great I get to do this at my age that you like you get so excited right so yeah so I had to come back and then I yeah like that was when I saw like I have done three fundraising through the pandemic that was like really when I saw like oh my god people here who are my people are really struggling mm-hmm. around me people are dying and these are what's happening and every time like, I guess I take a jeep to somewhere to the market or this and that I, I really have this like really weird vision so just like wow this is so different but so familiar 
and this is my life here because I felt like when I was outside of the Philippines it was all great like everything was convenient Ah. you know but I felt like I was a different person too like trying to live that narrative or story and then I come back here and then I feel like the most like you know the truest I guess version of myself and then and so it really you know it really encompasses our identity and stuff and then I was like sometimes thinking when I literally am just not dressed up or whatever and then I'll go to the markets walk to the markets and I'm speaking my language trying to like you know like um, I guess like buy like in the wet market like buy just some stuff and you know it's not you know the smell is not great people are so loud there's like you know trashes everywhere and stuff like that and I just like how there's existential moments of okay but will the people who knew me all dressed up all you know very like you know in Singapore and this my previous partner their family and stuff if they see me like this literally right now here where I am what I grew up into who am I right now you know talking like this guy as I even talk differently when I speak in Tagalog yeah, yeah. like this I don't sound this sweet <laughs> oh my it's goodness like, like switching a little yeah like, yeah and, and so like I'm like will they like me or will they accept me or will they receive me the same way that they did when you know I was that person and yeah I don't know I don't know I'm rambling but like I do no I mean I think that's so real thank you for sharing that like but that feels like okay I want to say you feel like from what I've seen on Instagram lately it feels like you are home and like is the truest you like you're like literally glowing and like you really embody that energy of just like a deeper knowing that this is your truth and not to say like when I met you that wasn't present but now it just feels like it's very very amplified in your energy and I can feel it and it's like it's like contagious and I feel like this is so divinely your move like like forcing like yourself not I guess being forced essentially to go back home during the pandemic that feels divinely timed and then this conversation feels divinely timed because I'm like I don't know what this feeling is in me that really longs to be there but I'm wow you you make it look good (laughs) to be there you know (laughs) yeah yeah you know like there's a lot even me like my experiences here sometimes like I discover new things still or like even just like the little things sometimes you know I just got my own place now and you know people would always be like oh like you live in a condo in a condo now or whatever you're living like that like rich kid life or whatever something like that but then like there's really like literally I go out of my place and there's someone who's selling the whole you know, right. like, yeah. oh, like yeah. literally on the street you know like those little things I'm like I'm still like you know like, like I'm here like you know like well, I I'm still buy a 20 so like the whole from someone I still would go out of my way to find them quick quick good balls and stuff this religion like all of these it's just you know for comfort but I I, I, I mean yeah like I definitely like have those moments because it's so easy with a lot of work that I do with I, I speak a lot you know in English with people that yeah. I work with sometimes it becomes a normal thing for me now if I meet people 
people. So everyone would always be like, oh, did you grow up in, you know, like in States? Actually, I get that a lot, which is super right. funny. But yeah, I do want to ask you though, because I remember this and it's so funny to me when you said that you visited here and then mm. you were like, they don't even know, you know, like they don't know me or I don't know them, like the relatives you have. And in my head, they <laughs> probably know you. Like it's a whole Filipino thing when, we're from here and then we have families in, like in abroad even if you all don't know us we all know you <laughs> okay literally I was gonna go off on that tangent too because I'm like later on on that trip they had pictures of us like in photo albums I'm like I've never even seen these pictures like you know yeah. <laughs> so that's so so true that they they really did know me like maybe that's why they were so like welcoming and stuff like because they're just like we've seen you grow up basically <laughs> yes yes that is, that is true that is yeah. true it, it went the same from like uh, my cousins like back there I remember yeah. like their first visit here we were at my grandparents house everyone was there obviously and they were yeah. like they probably do. I guess like that notion of like they don't know us whatever and then like okay hand us all the um, you know like albums where we all saw you grow up as well right. but yeah like I like to um, know more about your experience here what was that mm-hmm. like as I just shared to you I guess like a little bit of you know what my life is like here and you know the thoughts that I have when I go through my daily life here mm-hmm. but what was it like for you what was your experience what was I guess like the funnest memory that you had or even like the worst or things that you kind of were just like oh that's kind of you know not sitting well with me during your yeah. visit yeah so when I was in the Philippines it was so so clear that I was Filipino American and that made me feel so unsettled because I might as well have been like a white girl right like they can spot like an American and I'm like dark skin like black hair and it's just like I'm like oh I'm gonna be fine you know but they spotted people were like looking and my uncles like they felt like they couldn't it was really strange because it was they felt like they couldn't leave me somewhere like and that it wouldn't be safe and I was just like what like you know and I think because they could spot that I was American and then not knowing the language I felt really not Filipino enough you know what I mean and and just kind of really sad about that I understand Tagalog and I can't speak it you know and so that really made it clear that I was not I was Phil Am, not Filipino, you know? And then I think that was a little heartbreaking that people could kind of like see that too, you know? I was insecure about it. And then it was like physically they could see that like she's not Filipino, you know? And so there was a little bit of grief there that I had to work through after. But my favorite was just like, like at all times, family is everywhere. <laughs> You know, and they were just like taking us out. Like we were just pashaling the whole, like the whole time that we were there and always food. And like my skin and my hair was like the clearest and the healthiest that it had ever been. I felt like it was just my body was, yeah, you're home, you know? And um, like also my digestion was really good too. (laughs) Like, (laughs) so I felt like my body was at ease. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's like my gut and my digestion. 
I don't know if that's TMI, but that first sign of when I know my body's in stress, you know, mm-hmm. but I felt like very at home. Mm-hmm. And I think like internally with my family, it was just amazing. And then piggyback off of being with family, it just felt warm, you know, and like I was so safe there and that like you felt held like I don't know. <laughs> it was just like a really indescribable feeling, and um, it makes me like miss it, <laughs> you know. And obviously, I have I have a lot of cousins here and family here, so it's kind of like half of us are here and half of us are there. And I do feel that connection with my cousins here. I think because I had so little time with them over there, you know. <laughs> Yeah, amazing. I mean, like you're, you know, speaking a lot about like how good your experience was um, here. And it's super interesting, right? You mentioned that you did have the insecurity of not being like Filipino, Filipino, that you were like, so am. But, you know, Mm -hmm. for people here, there's a lot of people here who would love, you know, to like, be Phil M or you know like the American oh hell yeah like you know like there's even like memes where um I'm not like I'm not ugly or I'm not like you know like this bad looking I'm just not living in America you know because like there were a lot yeah there was like this thing where if a lot of our friends or people that we see who um, moves abroad and then all of a sudden you know next time we see them they're all like glammed up and you know they look different there's like that glow up and so it became like a thing where it's like uh it's not that I'm ugly I just live in the Philippines if I move you know like there was like that whole thing so and that's like so interesting how that plays out like in our own narratives right like our home is not good enough you know it's like America is on this pedestal you know yeah and that's gonna be like how my mom treated it too mm-hmm. she definitely was like there oh hi coming to the old neighborhood I got coach back <laughs> like you know and I love her so much everyone was like eating it up you know but it was definitely that vibe like better life in America and then I think that's why so much of my parents generation kind of post things on Facebook like so much is because they're like let's show our family like we didn't immigrate for nothing you know and it's kind of sad yeah it's always yeah it's always that notion that if if you're living abroad you're living the best life and for those people like they feel that need to show off because Mm -hmm. then there's also also that judgment of if you come back here with nothing then you're a failure you know what I mean so it's yeah it's see like there's so much things to like unpack within like you know for you who is living that life there is a Filipino American and like for us here um like it's actually crazy like we should do this more often I feel like it can't even be encompassed into we're already at 651 like I'm just like wow like there's just so much to talk about the complexities of Phil Am and then Mm. people living like in the field I love this conversation yeah (laughs) which you know leads me to I mean like this was supposed to be kind of like latter part of the questions but because you already mentioned it I'm I'm I wonder what does it mean for you to be Phil Am 
Because mm. I just like wouldn't understand as a Filipino here. What does that even mean? Because for me, Phil Am, from my understanding, is just like, I guess Filipinos living in America. Like, that's really? it. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you for that. Because I think I'm still unpacking that and will be unpacking that for the rest of my life. But it's been like a very big investigation recently. Just like, so maybe I think I mentioned earlier not feeling Filipino enough. Mm. So, and then not knowing what I was when I was younger. Like, am I Chinese? Like, these kids keep calling me that so I'm like uh, am I you know and I really thought that and until I don't even know when like I mean like obviously as an adult but I don't know when my parents were like no you're Filipino you know or when I realized it as a kid and then um and then American like I'm obviously not white um so there's there's that it's having to figure out your identity in a country where they don't even really want you here mm. you know whether that's like explicitly mentioned or not it's like there's really no box for us so in the media here like we see all well in when i was younger we saw like all white cisgendered women blue eyes skinny just like catering to the white gaze, male gaze mm. but then i see examples of that in the philippines too where every like super every all the media is like or most of the media is like mestiza yeah so i, I think that's like a part of colorism you know and yeah going back to what it means to be filipino american is just like holding both complexities i guess like uh that i'm i am i am both and not simply because i'm living in america but because i was i'm a settler here my parents immigrated here and so all of the life experiences that come with that too of not totally seeing yourself represented not knowing who where your community is only recently have i been so fortunate to find like home in diaspora you know it was not like that before and yeah <laughs> yeah um would you say would you are you at a place now where you're comfortable to also identify to just be i'm a filipino like you know acknowledging mm -hmm. you are yes filipino american but if somebody asks okay but you're filipino like would you have that confidence to like, yes yeah, say oh that oh my gosh 100 like mm -hmm. i feel like i'm i feel like so blessed to be a filipino <laughs> and i i like kind of grieve my inner child that didn't feel that way when I was yeah. younger and and there's also like an imposter like syndrome in me that is like are Filipinos gonna think I'm not really Filipino but <laughs> when I so yeah when I go back to myself like I know I'm Filipino no matter where I was born and I think I have to remind myself that every day <laughs> mm -hmm. sometimes I forget <laughs> yeah yeah I mean like girl like even me who was born yeah. and raised here and then mm -hmm. I meet new people and then I guess like I act this way because like it's like you know convenient mm -hmm. for me not like putting you know like persona but it's just like an automatic thing now um mm -hmm. and people would just be like are you like really Filipino and I'm like you haven't seen me get angry because somebody didn't return a Tupperware you know like that oh, they yes. <laughs> but yeah no. like hit someone when you're laughing or like <laughs> 
<laughs> like you know like again like my previous partner would just like you just need to laugh you don't need like <laughs> you, know, like, <laughs> you don't need to hit or, you know we don't condone violence here <laughs> but I'm like, like I need to like, <laughs> like I need something <laughs> Yeah, but which now leads me to we're already talking about I guess like traits and behaviors it's really wonderful first of all like how okay like you can tell how much info that you want to share with us but I guess what I'm trying to say like when did the whole I guess like learning and exploring the culture that you know with the things that you've been posting you know like it's just the harana and you know like that you just like recently posted about you know the abanika thing and stuff like that like it's just so i mean like, these are the things that we learned in school you know when we were in grade school and stuff like that and it's funny because we don't really pay attention too much right because we already know it like we live it right you know and for you like you're just learning it, you know? <laughs> like you know it's like super interesting like i saw that you like even like mentioning the arrow and patay and all these things and it's just yeah. like it's so wonderful i'm like watching someone nicolier no more i'm like, like yeah, like, yeah <laughs> like you know so yeah like tell, tell me more about like when oh. did that came about and yeah yeah you know i think that was pretty recent like la- last year or maybe the year before but it's been so much fun because I just literally feel like a little kid, like discovering a whole new world mm-hmm. that I was kind of deprived of in a way um, because my parents felt like they needed to assimilate and and couldn't. They like I feel like they felt like they needed to like push those stories away in order to survive here in the states mm-hmm. and. It, there's a part of me that's really sad that I need to Google these things and that like my parents didn't pass these stories down. But there's also a part of me that's just like, like the world is my oyster. Like how much more don't I know? And that it's so simple to other people. But for me, like, and I think to other Filipino Americans, I don't want to speak to all of them. Like, it's just like, wow, I didn't know that yet. And I'm not the first to do this. I just want to mention, you know, I am one of many people like uncovering this information for the first time for them, for themselves. But it all is just like a rabbit hole. I think I started asking my parents and there's only so much they'll let me get to. And then so I'm like, I'll Google that, you know, and obviously it brings up a lot of like trauma for them, I think. So I really try to just like be gentle and kind of do my own research and yeah (laughs) so that's how it came about I think it was I mentioned somewhere before just like decolonizing feels like you're just constantly grieving but I'm realizing that beautiful things can come out of grief too like I feel like the way that I can express this longing for a home that I don't even know has been so like therapeutic and healing like through pictures or through words it feels like there are many generations that are kind of giving me these downloads from maybe like the other sides that are putting these breadcrumbs out and telling me to look for this because it might have been lost in my family for some reason you know yeah 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 that's wonderful um I really honestly like I can't even put into words like how much I enjoy seeing you share a lot of that because it also helps me 
you know, learn the judgment that I have, right? Mm -hmm. Like it also helps me open my mind to like, oh yeah, like, you know, they are also in their own process of decolonizing Mm -hmm. things, right? And so, you know, give that a chance. And I really love when you had the whole setup for like during the Arona Patay and you were talking a lot about like how that was a practice here. And I was just like giggling to myself because like for us, you're like, you know, it's like an automatic thing. Yeah. Yeah, like when, you know, those days come up and we're just like, you know, usual, okay, like set up this and that. And it's super funny with like when it comes to food or like the offerings and stuff. Because, you know, for you, like there were, I remember I giggled because like there were a lot of healthy, you know, like fruit. Right. All these yeah. things. I'm like, for us here, it's just like, what's that that is favorite? Oh, like, like, yeah, yeah. Here, but, like, but like, it's also for us, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god that is like because sometimes like it's like even like a part you know like a birthday party like people would like actually um cook a lot of food and have a gathering for just like that remembrance and you know talk a lot about you know like the passing of I guess like for us our grandparents and I I always buy these um, like chocolate crunchies because like that's his favorite so yeah like you know in their setup it's like a bunch of like the weirdest you know (laughs) food that you will like see so I just giggled because like when I saw yours it's like so pristine and like fruits (laughs) oh my you know and I asked my mom mom too and like what did Lola like and she's like she's so picky like well she was like she sold fruits so she was like just mm. put fruits there and then she's like she only eats soy sauce and rice I'm like that's like a white person you know who's like just being like, introduced to Asian food and she's like no she's really picky so mm. just put out rice and soy sauce for her and I was like okay (laughs) that is just so funny because what I think of when the way that you're talking about how you see my journey as a Filipino American it's like how I see maybe some people who are just starting like a healing journey right like they're so amped up because like it's like they're just learning about it for the first time and I'm like oh that's so cool like you know and then it's like a kid also like just and then you're like you're like kind of giggling too because you know like you kind of know the the vastness of it and they're still like in this little baby stage you know but I just think that's so cool that you can see it from like a bird's eye lens where you already know these practices and they're so ingrained in in your everyday life that that's like ah oh, that's so beautiful <laughs> you know? yeah yeah I mean like I even wanted to briefly ask what when you did that uh, remembrance and all that stuff like what was that like for you or I guess like how did you go about it because you know again like I, we have like a different story for us you're like I guess like for you as someone who's learning it would have been more I guess in more in a graceful manner because like well, realistically, oh. like for us here you, you would have kids playing with like a melting candle and just you know parents <gasps> like shouting yo don't play with okay, that. like you know like that's for you know like your grandpa and whatever okay, like, that my- is like cool Yeah. I want that one day for it to just be like second nature for us, for yeah. my family. But for me, it was definitely like a ritual. So mm-hmm. we have like, so I had been offering my ancestors like at the altar food casually. But for that, I went, do you know Lynn Pacificar? Mm-hmm. No. She has like a really amazing Philippine herbalism company mm-hmm. it's herbalaria and so she is a katu uran i believe that's how you say it and so she kind of took us through this 
ancestral journey and she's a shaman also so she it was all filipino americans i think and so she really took us on like a three-week thing it was one week where we prepared and we learned all the protocols because we were entering into the actual ancestral realm Mm. and also that's why she was like don't be getting your ancestors McDonald's. She's like, treat them like royalty. Like, you know, she's like, this is your first time seeing them. Like, don't do that. Like, make a good impression, you know? And so I was like really scared because this is the first time that I had been doing anything like shamanic or anything. So I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to get organic. Like, I'm freaking scared, you know? And so, yeah, so she, we were preparing for one week and then we had the actual ceremony. It was through Zoom, but we had the ceremony where we actually went through a shamanic journey to the ancestral realm. And that was really powerful. And I maybe I can speak on that later, but I think for now, it was just like too much to download. Um, but, and then we had like a ceremony after to kind of process everything together. So it was definitely like a big beautiful ritual you know yeah and honestly like in my dreams in my like highest visions for myself I see like kind of like that chaos too where it's just so normal like it's not like a one in a year or like it's not like rare Mm -hmm. that we do it it's just like oh everyone knows we're doing this and it's kind of crazy but that's like how Filipinos are, right? We're always just like loud and like running around. And yeah. I don't know, I, I really like wa- crave that, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> sure. Like there will be even moments where, you know, like you still need to pray, of course, and all these right. things. And But like the kids are already like eating and the yeah. kids would just be like, yo, you can't eat yet. Like let's pray first. Or like we need to offer food first to the right. dead. <laughs> yes oh my god yeah and when I was doing my mom was helping me prepare the food and she was like what are you doing and Mm. like I told her about that and she was like we never did that and I was like wow so I think these practices like are very very lost in my line (laughs) like you know and I just love hearing that they're so alive in your family. Yeah, yeah it's like, uh, it's as if like a celebration, like birthdays. Yeah. <laughs> like because it's an, I, guess, I mean, you know, it's another way to also like, just like have food. Get yeah. around and <laughs> so much part of our culture. There's so much more to like, you know, mm-hmm. talk about. But I guess, you know, to also kind of slowly wrap up from all of these things, right, that you've been learning, especially heavily on your culture and every all of these things which are so beautiful to like watch you also um, unravel that like so far what has been the most powerful lesson that you've taken out of you know these journey that you've had with learning about your identity and culture and how did that also um made you show up fully like you know like as yourself mm-hmm. in the world like how did that help you yeah oh, wow I think something that I'm really taking is that I am Filipino and that there's really no separation except for land like in our spirit and it makes me you know my in my advocacy for here in the U.S. thinking bigger picture and like since there's nothing 
since we are Kapwa, then like I have a responsibility to my family there too in activism and stuff. So I'm I'm like really slowly immersing myself in that and learning more about just like how I can help here and my motherland, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so what was the second question in helping me show up fully? Uh, I think just knowing that I'm going to make mistakes, I'm going to F up and I'm going, I'm not perfect and I will get canceled probably and that I I will learn from it, you know? I think that I will always be learning and I think that really allows me to show up fully because I'm not putting pressure on myself to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. (laughs) Amazing. I mean, like, thank you for sharing all of this, you know, before we get to the part where you can quickly, you know, ask me the question if you have one. Yeah. You came prepared. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay, now like so many other questions are like coming up too. So... Okay, so actually, I'll start off with my questions that I had. Okay, so there is so much like creativity in you, like innately that you embody. And so what is inspiring you these days? Because I know you have so many projects and Mm -hmm. a lot of, yeah. (laughs) What's inspiring me these days? Um, (laughs) K-pop beats I mean, who are you going to like, you know... Okay, so actually that's connected because yes, I have been delving into like the whole Korean culture and they've been really my happy pill. But mm-hmm. I think it's really and I am so amazed at how it's like the renaissance era for Korea, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're dominating, like you know, the even the West that are part of you know media wow. and all these things. And it's like seeing their plots and their storylines and you know, even their music, it's not even English, but you know, it can affecting people and like really anyway point is I'm like it makes me inspired that like okay Asian people are we have a long way to go but like seeing how much you know like how Korea's culture is like booming and really dominating the world it's like okay like we can make that happen too right so I mean a lot of my work the reason that I continued working for myself and now also trying to build the studio and have like have have more people really the goal there is I've always wanted to create more space and build more of a community for creators um, Filipino creators or you know creators of color because it's just like we have so much like even this so much story to tell right. of our ancestry our identity our culture and if it takes if me you know just one you know like independent creator here can even have that impact you know if others can listen to this or see my work and be like yes girl like you know you can actually share that I and I think it comes from a lot of place to where I myself being Filipino being Asian being queer and all these things being a woman in general (laughs) being in spaces where I am not I felt like as if not seen I felt yeah. not heard. And, you know, I guess my, like my, my being is just someone who creates, who tells stories. And it's like, how can you even do that? If, if you're not, you know, like if you felt 
not seen and heard for most parts of your life. But I'm lucky because I found my community, because I found the same people who does the same thing. Because for the longest time, I also thought too that I could be a writer. I could be a director. Like, you know, like I should mm-hmm. think of a backup now because I haven't seen a person like myself is doing the same thing. It's always like, you know, like white folks, like on the media, like directors and all these things, even their stories. It's so hard to find, you know, a film, which I'm just like, I think that's why I relate to K-drama like so well too, because it has so much of the same, I guess like same, like how they are as a family with being Asian, like how things would just like, pressure you know of being good so good but also Mm -hmm. how we show love through you know like food or you know like all these things like that to us is like means a lot already and I'm always just like yes yeah just Mm -hmm. like you know like achieve you know being overachievers and so it was like yes I saw myself in that well when I was watching you know I guess like western movies you know it's much more there's not much of that pressure they're just like Mm -hmm. like you know go in school after 18 you know you like I guess like take a job or whatever but for us here it's always that like you know you have to be good you have to be this and all these things and also seeing how in you know in these narratives where a lot of in k-dramas is that when you know like apologizing or like I guess like telling you showing love it's a lot of just like preparing food or packing food or here did you eat already you know you should eat and stuff like that and like that to me means a lot and I grew up to that instead of when I was growing up seeing films in the west where if they want to you know express that it's very verbal Um, it's Mm. not like an act of service so and then that was ingrained in me like that should be the way but then I'm not experiencing that so maybe you know I don't feel Wow. of this so I don't know if I'm going off tangent but really it no, I think it's inspiring so me because then now a lot of my creation a lot of you know the things that I do comes from a place where because it's needed like I would like to be that person to show fellow creators or creatives or even just us you know people Filipinos or women Asian folks that you just you know like that story that you have whatever that is is mm-hmm. to serve the space and deserves a place in all of this chaos that we're doing here and then I love that I think for me I really value connection which is the whole heart of this podcast it's like you know we don't need to like really solely focus on politics or this or music and arts and that because I feel like like I said, when I asked you to introduce yourself, so much of our identity we attach to like the works that we do, well, or mm-hmm. you know, and all these things. And I'm just like, well, we the same, you know, the same space that we allot to that, we also deserve that space to just like talk about like us, yeah. you know, not about like yes, like the work that we do, like yeah, but we already have that space, right? Like let's right. just talk about us what's going on you know what else is you know Mm. like what else are you going through to your journey right now and because I feel like that's always been forgotten or you know we don't really focus on yeah just like talking about that so that inspires me that's what I love that so much thank you for naming that yeah I, I immediately felt like a really big exhale when you're like no like who are you though and like how are you feeling yeah you know because it's like oh okay so it's gonna be like that <laughs> like you know it's like okay <laughs> like and that just felt like okay I can like relax and ease into mm-hmm. it you know mm-hmm. um, yeah yeah and I had another question like how do you see that vision 
um, like manifesting, like to be able to like have this, I feel like I kind of already see it in the work that you're doing. How do you see it? How do you see yourself bringing these stories to life or to the circus? So like right now, because I've definitely, you know, like done so much editorial writing and Mm -hmm. a lot of, you know, like now another form is the podcast, but really a dream of mine is like really has to do with books and films. So in in music, you know, so like those are like the three like medium that, you know, I am kind of like, that's the goal. You know what I mean? Like, because let, let's be real, like that, those kind of medium is like the one that is more fluid, but also has a lot more extension on how we share that. Yeah, just like, I guess like it, it compasses, like it's all connected to each other, you know, like story set out. I don't know, like I can see myself bringing, especially like to the, you know, I guess like it's not that we need validation from the West or, you know, from you know, all these things, but it's just, that because it's also hard for creators i guess like let's say phil Ams, right who makes mm. films about you know documentaries about the philippines and all these things mm-hmm. like it's it's hard because even them comes from a different lens yeah so you know like i would like for these stories to really manifest and be told into from someone who really has you know like that's first and not to just validate again like you know creators who does documentaries here and wants to learn more but then what really is happening from you know from someone who's lived here who's lived that and be able to tell that from our own (laughs) so yeah i mean i love needed i just want to pause and just say like i i hope that you do and i think i need that like i want to see that and I think the world needs to see it. Yeah, not for validation, but yeah, it's just like, yeah, it's a, it's from a different lens, you know, and that story needs to be told. And I think that that's honestly one way to help people also, you know, we're always, we're like decolonized, um, you yeah. know, like those things, because I, I mean, again, coming back to Korea, K-drama and K-pop, if that culture and that whole thing if they can make the whole world resonate and feel for them and right. you know, how their works impacted with them using their own language with them you know not really kind of not needing to even try to put it in english like like a lot of their dramas just like have subtitles and all these things yes you know what i mean like i need to get filipino like stories or films not having to be the lines being english or you know all yeah. these things like out there and people and we can have people like actually watch it and listen to it and, and yeah and understand that <laughs> makes really me so happy yeah it makes me excited because it's like yeah english should not be the standard like if we are watching something in the philippines we should be they should be speaking their native language and like we need to adjust like you know and then going back to like what you said about you know filipino americans like going back to the philippines and like making a documentary it's like because we could eat as filipino americans like we could kind of easily colonize our own people like you know and 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 do like kind of like maybe the opposite of what we're trying to do and i just really love that you said that because i think yeah again that lens is just 
so, so needed. <laughs> this has been great. I'm just like, we could talk for hours. It's still a lot, but thank you so much for sharing everything that you shared. And yeah, I mean, like the takeaway is really, we're not that different <laughs> from one another. <laughs> Separated by land. That's it, really. Right. Yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Thank you, Marge, for having me. I feel very, very honored and I can't wait to talk to you again soon. Well, that flew by so quickly. There's definitely a lot to take in from that, but I hope you all enjoyed our first episode for the second season with Melissa. And as always, I'd love to know what you guys think. So feel free to reach out and follow me at Marjostani Studio for more updates. We have four more episodes, so make sure you tune in. Be well, everyone.